Thank you for downloading and listening to the Briam Bible Church Sunday Morning Podcast. Briam Bible Church is located in Shoreline, Washington, morning worship at 11, and many more events throughout the week. For more information, please visit our website at www.bereanshoreline.org. Father, as we open your word, might your words be heard, might they uh, be real to us, and we thank you for the privilege and the freedom we have to come to worship, to open your word, to share it together. Bless your words now in Christ's name. Amen. There are passages and there are uh, Bible verses that are so well known in our culture that uh, even people that really have no other connection maybe to the Christian faith uh, would probably recognize these. And especially in our culture this time of year, at Christmas time, uh, the Christmas cards, the various songs and the things that uh, we know uh, so well. From the Gospel of Luke, the story of when the angels came to herald the good news of Jesus Christ to the shepherds out in the field. There were shepherds keeping watch over their flock by night. And the words of the angels to the shepherd, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Peace on earth and goodwill toward men. And you know, um, as you reflect on that thought and we reflect on this theme of peace this morning, peace on earth, if we were honest, uh, we would probably have to, uh, along with the, uh, the, the hymn writer, uh, one of the hymns, the, the, the hymns in our uh, songbook that we're familiar with, that we sing oftentimes, I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. But the third stanza is really a pretty honest reflection on this theme. And honestly, we'd have to say, when the angels came and told the shepherds, peace on earth, goodwill to men. And the hymnist wrote this, and in despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And you know, in all honesty, I think we'd all have to acknowledge uh, the truth of that. When, since the birth of Christ, has there ever even been a complete century where you could say there was peace on earth. There was no war. There were no nations tearing each other apart. Uh, especially in the Middle East where this was written. When has there been peace on earth? And goodwill to men. As I was reading this this week and some of the ideas that, that were presented to me. And actually, there's so much here that for those of you that come Sunday night, we have a Sunday night uh, service. It's more of a kind of a Bible study, and we sing hymns. We'll sing some Christmas songs tonight and Bible study. And I'm actually going to take a break from Corinthians tonight and come back to this because there are some things that really intrigued me about this. Uh, One one is that the angel said, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill to men. And yet we read in Matthew and in Luke, The Lord Jesus Christ, as an adult when he was ministering, said this, Think not that I have come to bring peace on earth. I have come to bring a sword. I mean, think about that. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. 
But think not I have come to bring peace. Um, you know, that's a whole message in itself. And tonight we're going we're gonna to consider that a little bit in the context of that. Why, why would Jesus say that? Why would Jesus say, think not I've, I've come to bring peace on earth, at least at that time? Why would he say that? You notice in your bulletin this morning that we always put a verse in there um, at the top of the bulletin that relates somehow to our message or theme for the day. And you notice that the, if, if, you, if you think carefully for a minute, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. But the NIV, and if you have any newer translation other than the King James, they're all going to say something similar to this. Glory to God in the highest. And I want you to notice the difference. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Some of the other translations are going to say, to peace to men of good will. And it's a little different. And we're also going to talk about tonight maybe some of the background. There's actually a, a translation manuscript type issue here as to why it comes out. But think of the difference. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. That, that phrase kind of narrows it down a little bit. On, unto those on whom his favor rests. That's a little different than a general peace on earth, as we know, has never yet taken place. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. And this morning as we prepare our hearts for the music the choirs and share to us a winter rose. Uh, in our house, I live in the house I grew up in, and uh, when they, my parents bought it back in 1950 or something like that. And my aunt, who was out in the Northwest as well and spent a lot of time there, eventually moved in after my dad died and lived with us. She planted a, a rose bush out in the front in our house. Um, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to the flowers and stuff in our yard, but I always knew about that one. Because every year it blossomed a very beautiful color. It's an old rose. It's still there today. Um, and it's a peace rose. A peace rose. Um, the peace rose was uh, propagated in France before the war. And when the war started, World War II, uh, in order to save this rose, uh, the author, the botanist who propagated it, uh, had it shipped out to save cuttings all around the world. And some of those made their way to the United States of America. And in California in 1945, the peace rose was issued, whatever the word is in the botany world, when you do that, okay, uh, it was put out there. And it, of course, happened to be the same year that the war ended. And it became known as the peace rose. And so I know people of my mom and aunt's generation, uh, that was important. The winter rose. The winter rose is the rose that survives. We do have another rose in our yard right now that is a winter rose. It's, it's still there. It shouldn't be there in the wintertime, but it's there. And uh, the winter rose and the peace rose. And I just want to draw your thoughts to this first. How is it possible that the angels, that this, could this be true? Could this be true? Peace to men and women, to people on whom God's favor rests. 
Is that restrictive? Are there only certain people? Or is that open to all? You know, when it comes to peace, we often use the term an offer of peace. You, you have done that. You have offered peace to reconcile our relationship. Nations do that. Peace is offered. And if peace is offered, in order for there to be peace, peace has to be what? Accepted. And I think what the angels, there's a twofold message here. As you read the Bible, as you read and you come to the end of the story, the end of the story, the book of Revelation, which I know many of you are studying in BSF this year. God bless you for doing that. I know it's a real commitment, but it's a great study. As you come to the end of the story, there will be peace. There will be peace on earth. It is true. When the Bible says in the Old Testament, the lamb will lay down with the lion. Now, we were just reading, Teresa and I, from Zechariah this morning. We're reading through the book of Zechariah this month. And the story that in that, in that day, in that day in Jerusalem, it says, old men and old women will gather and sit. And children will come and play in the streets. And you see, the, the reason why it emphasizes old men and old women and children, the reason it emphasizes that is because a nation at peace and security and calmness, that, 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 that those who maybe are more vulnerable, but they can come out and enjoy life in the city, enjoy the city without war. The children can play. The children that left here, they are so vulnerable in times of war, even around the world today, in times of war, they're so vulnerable. But on that day, there will be true peace, and the children will play in the streets of Jerusalem, and the old will come, and all will come. The nations will come. But until that day, peace on earth. Peace is offered. It's offered to you. It's offered to me. It's offered to our neighbors. It's offered to our world. This is true. Peace on earth. Either way you read it, goodwill to men. Or peace on earth to those on whom God's favor rests. How does God's favor rest upon you? And before our choir sings, let me just point you to one verse I'd like you to think about this morning when we talk about peace. In Romans chapter 5. A passage that is just so packed with a wonderful truth. And, and, and you could spend weeks and months just meditating and considering this. But let me read this to you. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, peace on earth is offered to all through faith in Jesus Christ. It's a gift. But it must be accepted. And when it is accepted, when you accept God's offer of salvation, of peace, and forgiveness for sins, here's what it says. We have shalom. That would be the Hebrew word for peace, which means wholeness and health. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God.
as our choir shares with us the music this morning, the winter rose. The roses that somehow survived and are there in the wintertime when they probably shouldn't be, that God offers you salvation and peace. And that peace is both eternal because you are forgiven and that peace is now. That you and I can live in that peace now knowing that we are at peace with God. And we can be at peace with one another and we can be at peace in this world no matter what takes place because we know that God is in charge and that this is God's world. This is my Father's world and we can have peace with God. Let's share together. John, come and we're going to share. Now, oh, oh, by the way, while we're sharing this music this morning, you may want to show your appreciation with the applause and so on after the song, but we have narration that goes with each of the songs. So it'd be good if we just, let's just listen and meditate and then we'll show our appreciation in our hearts to the Father and listen carefully to the words of the narration as well as the words to the music this morning. God, God bless you, John, as you share this music. Thank you, John. Thank all of you for your participation and sharing the beautiful music with us today. If you're glad that God has given the church the gift of music, let me hear you say amen. 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 Thank you so much, choir. This morning as we are about to leave now, and the choir is going to share, we're going to have one more song. We're going to sing a congregational song together, and John's going to close the service. And uh, before we do, though, it is, it, I want you to think about that phrase, the Rose of Sharon, the Rose of Sharon. It's a place in Israel. It's one of the most beautiful places. It's a valley. And it's a reminder that the desert will blossom like a rose. It's a reminder of the Bible, the message of the prophets, both Old and New Testament, that he is coming again. The first time our Lord came, the rose of Sharon, uh, he was cut down, just as our roses are cut down, and uh, they're gone for the winter. But he was cut down brutally. And that's why as Christians, we always connect the story of Christmas, the birth of our Savior, the manger scene that we have over here with us to remind us he was born, not just in the humble stable, but humiliating. No place for him. Born in a stable. Cross the Calvary. Good Friday. Paid for my sin and for yours. Easter Sunday morning. Rose from the dead. This is the whole story that we proclaim and preach from God's word. The rose of Sharon. And he is coming again. He is coming again. And I know you believe that. I know as the family of God, we believe that. And as the hymn writer, as the hymn writer said, And in despair I bowed my head, there is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then pealed the bells, more loud and deep, God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail. The right prevail with peace on earth 
goodwill to men. And as the psalmist said, Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at the right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. And you can know this Lord Jesus Christ as your Father and have the peace of Christmas, of forgiveness for sins, and the hope of eternal life. As the choir has asked us this morning, will you look to the rose? The rose of Sharon, Jesus Christ, who died for your sin, who invites you to accept his offer of peace with God this morning. If you would like to talk more about that, like to pray with one of us, Pastor Kevin and I would be glad to step aside, Cameron, to step aside and pray with you and talk to you more about this. We invite you today to accept the rose of Sharon. John, lead us in our closing song.